everyone is silent as we stand around the corpse. Galena, the wife, the one who hired me today, is perched by the head. Her hands are folded like bird wings against her ribcage, and I can hear the rub of papery skin as she takes one hand in the other, then the other in the first. It's the only sound in the dark room, and I want to tell her not to worry, but I don't say anything. After all, who am I to know whether worrying's in order? He may get to heaven. He may not. And none of us will know until we're there, too. Lightning Recap in The Sin Eater by Jane Fletch, a woman whose job is to consume the sins of the dead, finds them starting to consume her. You have a little time. We have a little podcast. This is Short Story Short Podcast. I am Christopher J. Garcia here today with... Christy L. Baxter. And Christy... Yes? Let's lose all the pretense. What did we read this week? Fine. Pretense be gone. We read The Sin Eater by Jane Flett. This is another from Electric Lit, which seems to be one of our favorites. Uh, It is a story that is as pointedly genre as you can come up with without actually being a genre story. (laughs) Yeah, really. I I still qualify it as genre, honestly. I really do. I I. I I feel like it's got enough uh, kind of not of this world stuff in it that, yeah, sure, you could say it's like maybe an extended metaphor or something like that. But in its most basic form, I still say it's genre. Yeah, I could see that. I think one of the things about it is I think it is not a genre story. I think it is a genre setting the world in which it lives is a fantasy or possibly even horror world. But I think that the story that it's telling is an extended metaphor for what it is we do when we attempt to deal with the loss of a loved one and how it affects those who are left behind. Interesting. So you take it from the side of the grieving I'm taking it from the side of the sin eater, the woman who goes to the funeral and they, they have the bread soak up all the sins and, you know, nobody else can devour those and take them out of this world and make them part of herself, except for sin eaters of which she is one. So I take it from her that it's about the the darkness you consume eventually overtaking you. And um, it's, I guess really it all boils down to you are what you eat. And I think there's, there's an element to it that is we can't as human, normal humans deal with the reality of those who have passed. 
that we have this difficulty alone ourselves dealing with how we view people who have gone who've gone how we view how we grieve them at the same time as acknowledging that there are things that need to be removed from their reality so when you were looking back it's you know the classic if you have a complicated relationship with a dead relative you know that there is a requirement of an outside source to sort of validate your continued professing of the love you have for them while still acknowledging that there is sin <laughs> there. <laughs> and yeah. having, had, having had a complicated relationship with a couple of different uh, past family members, you know, having a senator around would have been really nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it also relates to this tendency we have to lionize the dead you know, don't speak ill of the dead. And, you know, even the, the, the worst asshole, you know, short of, of Hitler himself, once they die, they're sort of like, well, we can't talk about the bad things they did. We have to just talk about the good things and remember the good things. And that feels disingenuous at best. So this seems like another way of dealing with this. Uh, I was going to say, aside from just ignoring those things and trying to pretend they don't exist, but at the same time, this is a form of that. Because mm -hmm. by having the sins absorbed into the bread and having them be eaten, you're still making them go away and making them go mm -hmm. elsewhere, just like you are if you're ignoring them. Yes, it's ignoring it by putting it on someone else. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. And this happens every day. We see that, you know, you have that one friend who you go to when you need to deal with something that is bigger than you can deal with. And often it rubs off on them in a way. Yeah, and we have the idea of the, the circle of, I think it's the circle of grief in mm -hmm. which you know, you have the person who is grieving and who is dealing with things. And then the, the people who are closest to them form a circle. And it's, you know, the pain is supposed to go outward through this circle, never inward. So, you know, the, the, the grieving person, you know, goes to one person in, in, or a couple of people in the, this, this center circle to pass off her pain, or at least try to relieve some of her, his or her pain. And then they can deal with that by moving on to the next level out, you know, the people who surround them. In, the, in these concentric circles. So it's kind of that same idea, except it just stops with the sin eater. It just stops there. And that seems to be what the problem is in a way for her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I also think that there is some fantastic writing. Uh, I feel like Electric Lit has a, a voice it wants to promote. And it, to me, is personified in... Uh, paragraph here's a portion of it we drank late in the bar our table stacked high with snacks from the mart next door the place of sugared vegetables and salted candy we take each other home and do things the lord god in heaven would rather not sign off on things you'd never believe you could learn from a single slice of bread in the morning <laughs> yeah i know yes sometimes often we sleep late no thought at all for what's supposed to be done that day booyah that's just Oh my Christ, that's such a good paragraph. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I read that separate from everything and didn't have any sort of identification with who published it, 
I would probably have electric lit as one of my top three guesses that, that, that feels that has that electric lit feel of modern literary, but sometimes there's a little bit of magic in there too. Mm -hmm. And I think this story feels in the prose that it is very much trying to do an expression of, I want to say, external contentment by bringing in internalized (laughs) difficulties. It's a very sort of, it's bouncing off one another. These ideas that what is inside of us becomes externalized, which then someone else internalizes. And it's sort of this, the feedback loop, except for it's sort of supposedly supposed to stop, but then it keeps going. And that like sense plays to me also in the the prose that you get the story and the prose are doing very similar things in a very different way than say the, uh, the loss of the fun house where the prose was doing exactly what was uh, being claimed, except for in a much more intellectual way. Here, I think it's doing it in a much more pointedly prosaic way. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. It's definitely, and speaking of prosaic, I have literally in my notes, sentence writer, but I kind of, I feel like she's a sentence writer who could be in, in, in some scenarios, a paragraph writer, but the sentence writing really, I think it's, I don't know if this is a chicken or the egg thing, but the imagery here, the imagery Mm -hmm. here, I think lends itself to somebody who is a sentence writer. So for example, here um, next to them, I'm a whole spilling mountain of woman. And then uh, another one later on, Already there's a gulf, a river I've crossed, and I'm trapped with her husband on one side in the dark, tangled forest of his histories. And Mm. isn't that just like so descriptive of all of our lives? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually, I'm going to disagree with you that she's a paragraph or a sentence writer. I think she is a clause writer. Oh, yeah, I still disagree. I still, I'm still feeling sentence, but that's fine. We can, we can uh, disagree to agree. Um. You're right, except for I'm right. Um, <laughs> and that's how we for, do it. <laughs> yeah. For example, when you look at two, a sentence made up of two very impressive clauses and everything here, there are so many commas and I love them. Uh, there's a shaft of sunlight spearing her sheets, comma, highlighting the crumbs and streaks of menstrual blood. That those two clauses are giving you incredibly different images. They're doing the same work. And there is a sort of, one is you have this sort of glowing image of, you know, oh, I know what it's like to be in bed and that uh, sunlight comes to the sheets and it gets all warm and the cats are there. Uh, But then the next one, highlighting the crumbs and streaks of mental blood gives this sort of oogie. (laughs) image and they're pressed into the same sentence and that that takes talent to pull that off and not make it feel jarring and absolutely pulls it off maybe we can come to a compromise that she's she's an imagery writer absolutely i think you're 
nailed it in one. Correct. <laughs> you were going to say nailed it in one, but technically I nailed it in two. <laughs> also correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved this story. It was a really good read. I think that when I get something like this, I feel that I am reading maybe not cutting edge because I can actually read it, but very close to the cutting edge of what we are seeing in, in prose writing today. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. This, this feels uh, very of the moment. It feels very elevated and that sort of dark, whimsy and flowing prose working together hand in hand uh, to make something that is both uh, beautiful and uh, kind of gut-wrenching. Yeah, no question. Uh, got anything else on this one there, Christy? I do believe that's actually um, all I have. Huh. Uh, hey, Christy. Hey, yes. <laughs> what are we going to read next week? Next week, we are going to be reading an O. Henry Prize winner called Witness by Jamel Brinkley. Woohoo! Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, in that case, it'll be fun. Oh, I hope so. Because O. Henry, he's a great candy bar. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. Yum, yum. <laughs> well, in that case, this has been Short Story. Short Podcast. Mm-hmm.